Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 29 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. O oh Lord, may we glean more of who you are today. May we sit in your presence as we read your word. Open our hearts. Teach us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today we move into the book of Mark. This book is thought to have been written by John Mark, son of Mary, not to be confused with Mary, the mother of Jesus. It is believed that Mark wrote this book based on Peter and other disciples' real-life accounts. Mark writes about Jesus as a man of action. The introduction in my Amplified Bible says that the words immediately or at once occur more than 30 times in this book. Well, let's look at chapter one. I love when we see prophecies fulfilled and verses two and three show us that John the Baptist had been prophesied about both in Malachi and in Isaiah. Well, John the Baptist, a very unassuming man living in the desert, prepared the people for Jesus' coming. He preached repentance and baptized many in the Jordan River, even Jesus. I love this version of the Holy Spirit entering into Jesus. It gives us such a beautiful picture of heaven opening up, the Holy Spirit coming down in the likeness of a dove, and God the Father speaking about his Son. We see both of the key words at once and immediately here. The Holy Spirit immediately drove Jesus into the wilderness where he stayed for 40 days. We see that the devil tempted him the whole time. But angels also minister to Jesus continually. Where there is temptation, we also find the help of the Lord to resist it, as Jesus did. John was soon arrested, and we find Jesus preaching, saying, The kingdom of God is at hand. Of course, we know that is him. He said to repent and believe. We see Jesus as a man of action. Next, as he selects his disciples, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Our key words at once and immediately are used to describe their meeting and how they followed Jesus right away. Jesus went into the synagogue to teach on the Sabbath. There was a man who was possessed with a demon who recognized Jesus as the Son of God. We see here that even the demons know who he was. I always find this interesting. He called the demon out of the man, and the people were amazed. He and his four disciples went to Simon Peter's house, where Simon's mother-in-law had a fever. Jesus healed her, and she immediately began serving. Not much is said about this occasion, but I surely enjoy seeing her willingness to serve the men as soon as she was well. Jesus healed many people that night. As was per usual for him, we know this was taxing on him, though, because he could feel healing energy leave him, as we will see in later chapters. So he must have been exhausted after a full day and night of this kind of energy being expelled. However, he got up before the sun rose and went to pray. In fact, the Bible says it was long before sunrise. He filled himself back up in prayer a great testament as to how we can fill ourselves up. Then he went on to other towns and cities. He healed so many people that he couldn't openly go into any town anymore. He basically had celebrity status. However, the Bible says he had to stay in lonely, deserted places. 
This text shows us just how hard his life was as he gave of himself during this three-year ministry. But we start another new book today in the New Testament, Romans. Romans was written by Paul, previously named Saul. We have been reading a lot about Paul's ministry in Acts. Well, here Paul is writing to the Romans, but his work is so relevant to us today. One idea or revelation that Paul writes a lot about is God's grace. Verses 5 and 6 say, it is through him that we have received grace, God's unmerited favor, and our apostleship to promote obedience to the faith and make disciples for his name's sake among all the nations. This includes you, called of Jesus Christ and invited as you are to belong to him. Then he goes on to write in verse 7, to you then, all God's beloved ones in Rome, called to be saints and designated for a consecrated life, grace, spiritual blessing, and peace be yours from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Here we see we are called to a holy life and have been given the gifts of grace, spiritual blessing, and peace. We could quit right there and be blessed for eternity. Of course, there's more. However, let us meditate on these priceless gifts that we are offered through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Well, let's see what's happening in Exodus. Moses had just asked God how Pharaoh would ever listen to him. And God told Moses, I make you as a God to Pharaoh to declare my will and purpose to him. And Aaron, your brother, shall be your prophet. This must have all been pretty overwhelming to Moses. After all, he had left his place as Pharaoh's adopted son under criminal offense. And he'd been tending sheep for the last 40 years. I'm sure he didn't feel at all qualified to stand up against Pharaoh, and yet God told him that he was making him like a god to Pharaoh. Just when God builds him up, he also tells him that he will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn and hard. Well, that sounds counterintuitive, but then God tells him that he is going to bring many signs, wonders, and miracles to this land. God's plan was to show himself miraculous. This same God is able to do the miracles you need in your life today as well. You can read about all the miracles Moses did through Aaron, which God planned and ordained for them to do. Pharaoh's magicians, however, could do the same. And we see that two more times we read Pharaoh's heart was hard. In chapter 8, we read about frogs and mosquitoes and gadflies. Pharaoh's magicians could make more frogs, but... They could not make mosquitoes or gadflies. Even these men said this was the work of God. Pharaoh eventually said he would let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord, but again, he went back on his word. We see his heart is hardened again. God is always with Moses and Aaron and shows his faithfulness to them as he starts and stops each natural disaster. Well, Psalm 29 finds David giving God glory. Verse 2 says, Give to the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness or in holy array. Then he writes about the voice of the Lord eight times. He attributes God's voice to all the natural wonders like the waters, thunder, lightning, trees, and many other things. David knows who made all these things, and he gives glory to God for them. I love the last verse where he writes, the Lord will give unyielding and impenetrable strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. God shows his love for his people with this peace. He shows us his strength as he gives us strength. And if you are in need of either strength or peace today, ask him 
for what you need and sit quietly and receive from him. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we see your greatness in all you did to show Pharaoh just who you were. And we relate to David as he writes about your greatness in all you have made. Father, help us receive all we need to receive from you today. You are power and might. You are mercy and love. May we receive strength and peace from you, gracious God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.